a lot of people here that want entertainment. I could draw with my left hand. How does that sound? Of course, unlike uh, Mr. Ace Hanlon, I really can fight with both hands. How do you feel? I'm nervous. It takes a lot to scare me. I love the sensation. I always wanted to fight you, Court. Ever since the first time I saw you. Just this itch that I had to scratch. Hello and welcome back to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by the Black Tux. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look under podcasts and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, it's two days later or three days, four days later. How many days later? We came back and it's Thursday, so that's three days. Yes, it's three days later. How does it feel? It feels the same as it did on Monday. Is that right? You feel exactly the same. Can I, can I say one thing I forgot to say on Monday? Yeah, oh, before yeah, the please. Facebook Live cut out and we, yeah. you know. This, I don't want this to sound like I'm getting chesty because we finally have a Super Bowl title. Mm-hmm. So please understand this is not me trolling. This is not me getting chesty. This is honest analysis on my part. Okay. I believe this is the first time the Patriots have lost in the Super Bowl to a team which during the course of the game was clearly a better team. Their previous two Super Bowl losses were flukes. In both of those cases, I think everybody watching the game understood that while the Giants may have been better on those two days, the Patriots were a better team. They just got caught flat-footed. They were victim to fluky catches. This game, the Eagles were, a, I think, a superior team. And that's the first time that's happened. And that may wind up rattling Patriots Nation. And it could be the spark which brings down the dynasty. The spark that lights the fire that ignites the rebellion? Hope. It's a weapon. <laughs> uh, well, it's that passing of the torch, as I was saying. This is I would say, I mean, I, I, think that's, right? I, think that's, I think that is not an unreasonable argument to make. I think the real question we need to be it asking the better team. Is, is, is Eli Manning now a better quarterback than Tom Brady? Eli Manning, 2-0 and in Super Bowls against <laughs> Tom Brady both times. Uh, let, me, let me go someplace different with that. Is Eli Manning now a funnier TV presence oh, than, Peyton? than Peyton Manning? Yes. Yeah. Because really, I didn't think Eli had it in him. It's really he a was dark horse. Hysterical. Yeah, that was go, a good ad. If you want to go right into that, I don't right? mind. Yeah, wanna absolutely. Talk, we want to talk about Super Bowl Let's ads? Talk, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this right, right. now. Um, I thought it was great between him, ODB, and the rest of the team doing a direct uh, riffing directly from the very end of Dirty Dancing. And they had all the moves. They did all the moves. It was really very good. I thought, look, you know what? You finish at the bottom of the barrel. Might as well make a make a commercial out of this and have a lot of fun. And it looked like I, it was one of my favorite ads. The best ads fantastic. were the Tide ads. Were the what ads? The Tide. Absolutely. Uh, wait, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Am I saying Tide ads or tie dads it took me like two ads to kind of figure out what exactly they were saying tied mm-hmm. the tie dads were fantastic because they kept surprising me i yes. was like hey no. oh that's a tie dad that's funny and, it, and they i it thought didn't wear out it's welcome they very good i they, didn't understand them they well you you couldn't it was very meta 
It yeah. was like the Super Bowl well, ads I all look. I didn't right. understand. But it's the Super Bowl ads are all the same. Bleached and shirts all, and they're all yeah. wearing bleached. You know, their their shirts look great. Everything looks great. And also, it worked because David Harbor. But Jonathan hasn't watched Stranger Things. So he yeah, you haven't watched Stranger Things. You don't know who David no, Harbor is. He's fantastic. See, this he's is a sheriff. This is a problem with being out of the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. You are out of the zeitgeist. Yes. yes. And the zeit. True. Mm-hmm. The zeit mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. moved on. Speak, is that the right part? Is that yes. or is that speaking, the Geist has moved speaking, on? Speaking of speaking of the Geist has moved on because of the Geist. Yes, the Geist. Yes, the Geist has, has moved, moved on. on. It has. But but I'm has this go bit back. moved on? But I'm gonna, has this has this discussion of tide ads? No, 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 moved no, on. No, yet? no. Can we just tide ads? I'll tell you what's very funny. Uh, one time we were all on an airplane. Me and my buddies we were heading down to visit my friend Rusher down in St. Martin's, and they picked up one of these uh, video game publications uh, that you know at the airport, like for like playing, whatever it is. Yeah, like yeah, very good. EGM. So, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, they're sitting on one end. My other buddy's on the other end, and my buddy Buckley yells over to Steve, "Hey, Steve, uh, when you're done, pass me that game magazine." Oh. <laughs> people are like what? Who? What? Game magazine. Game. Game magazine. magazine. So can can I have an ad complaint? Yes. The Budweiser Dilly Dilly Spot oh, took a turn which creatively was entirely unwelcome. Go from on. being a sort of funny broski, it's oh, a well, set, they're uh, sitting around. I, well, let's not, let's dilly not dilly. oversell it. Let's not funny-ish. oversell the funny. Funny-ish. Because it's the, one of the worst things that's ever been put funny-ish. on television. Okay. But to do from there to then swerve out into, and we've got an epic conflict, and there's a fight scene, and there are dragons, and now there's the Bud Knight. Like, all of a sudden, we're so divorced from the initial concept of the Dilly Dilly yes. and the spot and it's unwelcome and stupid also, in ways which I was surprised by. Also, did you feel I the same way? I have, uh, without naming names, because we have friends at Anheuser Busch, but I have a source that tells me who who is over there that they were quite surprised that Dilly Dilly became Dilly Dilly, and that they had no idea what to do. They were really surprised that it caught, apparently that it supposedly caught on, and people like saying it, not us. It's the same people who probably say YOLO, but no. you know, my, was a, at my kids was a, at my kids' school in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Somebody makes a good play out on the football field mm-hmm. of recess. Mm-hmm. They all go dilly dilly. You see, <laughs> fourth graders, it spread. So no, it's it is. They, it's, like, they so it's the Joe Camel. Bit. It's the Joe Camel of uh, <laughs> beer ads. Except that there's nothing <laughs> wrong have with ban it drinking. Now. They're gonna have to ban it. No, but but I would say they took that creatively and they took a, a turn on it, which is no longer funny. No, it was it was right? it was and it, I, it was it was a bad ad. It was a bad ad. And I, I will tell you the thing that jumped out to me is that they clearly spent about thirty seconds devising the Bud Knight costume. They just yeah. took a Boba Fett helmet no. and spray painted it. I, blue. Uh, I, and I, I was like, what is, what is, I was like, where have I seen that before? Oh, that's right. It's just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's either mm-hmm. like a clone mm-hmm. trooper's helmet or a mm-hmm. uh, 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 Boba Fett helmet mm-hmm. or something that they mm-hmm. have like slapped a paint mm-hmm. job on. And somebody was like, eh, pay me $20,000 for this probably. Speaking of Star Wars, there was a very interesting commercial on the That's Super Bowl. That's a heck of a transition. I got a trans- yep, you jumped and, you know, on it. And I sacrificed, I sacrificed myself because I wanted to talk about Visit Australia, which is a we'll little get bit commercial. Can we go back to that? <laughs> yes. that was... Absolutely. The okay. whole time I'm saying to myself, I want to see this. This looks fantastic. <laughs> okay, speaking of Star Wars, there was a trailer for a new Star Wars story. No, 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 no. No, no. What there happening? was what there was was a commercial for a trailer uh, which, for a which new comes Star out, Wars story. When does the trailer come out for today? A teaser. A commercial oh, a commercial God. for a, a trailer for a teaser 
for a product placement toy manufacturing <laughs> nightmare. That's what we are. That's the dystopian future that we have been promised. I was promised disease and nuclear war, and instead I got endless nesting dolls of Star Wars ads. Thank you. So, do you think it looks good? <laughs> it, it is directed I mean, I'll by. I will see it. <laughs> it is directed by Ron Howard. You're gonna buy the lunchbox? Ultimately, box? Vic, what uh, you for think? me or for for my daughter? Mm-hmm. What did you think, Vic? Well, the first thought was you guys had said this on one of our many Star Wars episodes in the past, <laughs> which is we are going to have Star Wars every year now. And I said, well, not every. And every do you year. remember? You every know, year. you would. There was a time where we waited, I don't know, 20 years, something for mm-hmm. the, for for episode one, and then we waited another stretch of years before we got to- it was 15 years between, uh, no, 16 years between yeah. Return of the Jedi and episode one. That's right. That was the and longest then another, gap. Yeah. And then another stretch till we got to episode seven slash Rogue One, I think. And now, is it be- because of this, I guess the cynical side of me is going to say no, but because of this- is Star Wars now just it's losing its 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 sheen as oh this is a Star Wars movie too oh it's, oh it's another Fast and Furious is that happening? No, more another Marvel, right? Uh, it's like it's another. Remember how special superhero movies were? Yeah. Like oh, it's a comic book movie. They have guys in spandex and they're jumping powers. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. powers, powers. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Identities. oh Marvel's got another. You know hey it's Ant Man mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's oh. where we're headed. Infinity War. This is going to go on forever because it's <laughs> infinity. Get it? Really? Is this a new person down the studio? Who I, was that? I, uh, no, <laughs> Who I, was uh, that guy? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to talk to him later. My issue with. Is that Mr. Plinkett? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just let me steal things. God. Um, my well, I'm issue. I'm going to get a pizza bite. <laughs> Sorry, Sonny, God. Sonny, please. Sends Hotino's pizza rolls. <laughs> Uh, I I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Something about Star Wars being dumb now. Mm. I I mean the problem the problem isn't that uh, the problem with all these these Star Wars stories or at least the first two that we've seen right is that they're basically the same. It's like, all right, we got to get a team together. We're going to go do a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all the same like that. Then they right. do the, the first, thing. The first two well, Star Rogue Wars one. stories, Rogue, Rogue One, one and, and now one. this, and now. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know that that's. And the first, like, let's put together the, a really multicultural team. The ad is literally Woody Harrelson being like, "We got to get a team together. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got to get a team." It's like Ocean's Eleven, but for Han Solo. But I think he's going to live. You think Woody Harrelson's going to live? No, Han Solo. Oh yeah, it's probably. I think Han is well, going to make it out of this alive. And the how, how great would it be if they actually retconned it so he dies, <laughs> and then they just do the original trilogy again, but without Han Solo? Because you know what would be great. So much better without him. Original trilogy, no Han Solo with different character. Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo role. Oh, he would have Bam. been. Boom. He would have been traveling. With oh, him. I'm sorry. Mm. I just made Disney three billion dollars. <laughs> well How played. How do you do it? How do you do it? Well played. Their Han looks a little okay. Well, this oh, is my terrible. Thing. Okay, Te- everything about that trailer was bad. And the thing is, and I everything like, about and that I know Sonny. I know. I know you like as well. Alden Ehrenreich. He was great in Hail Caesar. Is he trying? Do they tell him try to look like right. I like no, Harrison but here's, Ford but here's, to try to sound like him because he does neither. But here's a, here's the thing: is I like Alden Ehrenreich in Hail Caesar, and if you remember in Hail Caesar, he is playing an actor who can't act. Uh, he looks small out of his and depth. He's young small, and I mm-hmm. yeah, he sounds callow. Is it supposed yes. to be also? Is this supposed to be Al, uh, is this supposed to be Han Solo as a teenager? <clears throat> 
because I could, okay, fine, he'll change, but otherwise. Well, how, how old do we think Han is when we meet him? Well, it, it says in the voiceover. Well, it no, says in a new hope. In a new hope. I mean, he's what does 40. What he look like? He, he looks hope? 40. He's 40. He's 40? No, 30. No. 30. I was going to say 30 Early. years old. I'll tell you how Early old he 30s. looked to me when I was mm. 10 and saw well, him when for the first 10, time. When you're 10 and you see a 30 year old, how do you I look to 70? you now? How do I look to you now, Sonny? 104. <laughs> I honestly am not sure how you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I just see a desiccated <laughs> skull. <laughs> the crypt. There was a, like, there was a I see, commercial. Like, there was, like, your eyes are like sunk into your head. And there's there's like a there's like a <laughs> little tufts of hair. I, there was a commercial yesterday, and one of the, it was some sort of health related thing. And there was an old Asian guy running a, a jogging, like barely making it. The Toyota ad. The Toyota, and I said, that's how I that's how I run now. The dystopian future that yes. Toyota has promised, which is like robot cars that can't be stopped and elderly people ambling no, down no, the street. No. Are you thinking of the E-Trade ad with like the old person? No, 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 no. This was no, later. This was later. That was later. Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> that was later. That was later. So a- anyway, back to. So it uh, looks bad, right? Okay. Greg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, disconcerting. I. Un- I mean, I get it, but you know, I mean, how long can they ke- uh, do the young kids? I mean, is it continuing? Like they're going to want to see it, so we're just going to keep cranking it, and it's going to make a billion dollars. So that's why we're going to do it. I think that's even the plan. if we can just yeah. throw out. I know. I mean, I know it's a plan, but is <laughs> it really going to work? I don't let's, know. Let's I guess take a it will. We should look back at the last Jedi box office receipts. You mm-hmm. know what? That movie's going to gross mm-hmm. less than mm-hmm. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna. It's not going to. It's. It is. It's really fumbled. If you down if, the stretch. If you look at if you look at the weekend by weekend numbers, Rogue One is mm-hmm. beating it. If mm-hmm. you look at uh, weekend by weekend drops, all of the comparison movies are doing better. I like. It's actually. I. I again. I know that again. This is like a very complicated discussion because on the one hand, you have an objective fact where this movie is one of the highest grossing films of all time. It's made $1.3 billion. There's no universe in which Disney is losing money on it. On the other hand, it has dropped precipitously from its previous mm-hmm. iterations and uh, it is it is creating a sort of... I think people are actively annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. But here is how here's how you can reconcile those two things. Because this is part of a mega forever franchise, Disney cannot evaluate the success or failure of this solely on the top line number because this movie exists to help launch whatever movies follow it as well. And so to the extent which it underperforms and then sours the audience going forward, that's a failure because however much money this movie makes... Whatever follows it is, you know, they've got another 13 of these movies, each of which needs to make a billion dollars. And so how much more money will the next J.J. Abrams Star Wars film gross? I would bet it. I bet it. I bet it does much better than this one. I don't know. Let's see what Solo does. Does Solo perform better than Rogue One? (laughs) That movie's going to be a. I I, who I mean, I'm going to go see it. I have to go see it because I'm going to write about it. I think a lot of people are going to see it because they feel the need to see it. I would be curious to see if anybody sees it more than once. Do we know how much Ron Howard changed or had to fix the movie, or was he just there to pick up the pieces at the end? My understanding is that he reshot almost everything that they had shot already and then shot the rest of the film. That is what I've been led to believe. Okay. Jeez. So, I mean, the the big question, the the $64,000 question Mm is, is is Star Wars fatigue theoretically possible in audiences? Yeah, that's the question. And uh, I, I, I talked about this last time we talked about Star Wars. I, I talked with Richard Rushfeld about this. 
And he, what he said to me was, that is the one eventuality about which no one in Hollywood is prepared. And if you think you've seen panic over like the summer box office numbers or the incursion of streaming or what Netflix is doing or the collapse of a studio, you wait to see what happens if Star Wars goes soft, because then Hollywood will have a total freak out over what to do. There. Okay. Speaking of Netflix. Yeah. Sunny. (laughs) The other big movie reveal last oh, week yes. last night last um, on sunday on sunday about... was cloverfield yes okay so number three clover the third cloverfield movie it's called the cloverfield paradox and it's fascinating because by all indications it is a terrible movie it's just getting savaged by the critics mm-hmm. but the way it was sold was very clever i thought it was fascinating it made me want to see it even though i have very, not seen either of the other very, cloverfield movies very very clever uh and they had, they had, there was there was a very there was like a brief story in deadline that maybe this was coming uh but what they have done and uh, again I, I find this totally fascinating is that they have taken a movie that is unsuitable for release in f- theaters they have taken a movie that's so bad nobody would pay for it on vod they have dumped it on netflix and they have turned that into an event <laughs> they have turned it into an event. They have turned it into like a hey, we need yeah. to we need to get everybody mm-hmm. out there to go see mm-hmm. it. And the way they did this, one or at least one very small part of how they did this, and this was again one of the things I found very interesting was um, director Ava DuVernay on her Twitter account said, "Oh my God, film Twitter, something so big is coming. History is being made right now. You'll see in a couple hours or something like that." And and so everyone was kind of on tenterhooks, like, oh, what's going to happen? What what are, are we going to see a new trailer? And so it, it comes. So the, the trailer for the Cloverfield Paradox comes out and then she gets it back on her Twitter feed. And she's like, this is the first you know movie f- directed by a person of color. And it stars, you know, a very minority cast. Blah, blah. So like what is what is what she has very specifically and kind of cagely done is create. Uh, she has hyped up this movie and then kind of pitched it in a way that says, I dare you to come after oh. this film for being bad. Oh. And it it is it is it is like it's actually uh-huh. a very brilliant piece of marketing. It's very it's very smart and 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 clever. And I haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't seen the movie yet so I don't want to judge it. Mm-hmm. But the early returns on Rotten Tomatoes are not good. Mm. They are bad. Well this is very helpful though because then when Netflix puts out their press release on the Sunday night after it's been released, they can say that it is the most watched science fiction movie over an initial three-day period directed by a woman of color Mm. in Netflix Mm. history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably. On the other hand, a movie you would want to see is Dundee. Is that what you were saying, JVL? (laughs) So I feel like such a sucker because that thing comes on and I just think, Danny McBride and comic Chris Hemsworth, sign me up. That looks amazing. And Margot Robbie. Oh, uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I didn't She's even see great. her. Oh, there were two versions because I saw, I, I I thought, I said, let me see the whole thing again online, but I remembered the one I saw during the Super Bowl, unless they did it twice. I don't know. I, I, I missed the one on the Super Bowl, so I didn't. The I one on the Super Bowl is great because they had, yes, um, I remember Margot Robbie was in that, and then also at the very end, and he's, and it's, you know, it's Robie. about, the Roby? Roby. The best of Australia. I began to think, wait a minute, oh, wait, this is a... This is not a movie when they were doing the, oh, you know, actually, Australia makes great wines, which is directly reminds me of the California commercials. Yellowtail. Yes. Yeah. The, well, well the, that was a separate the, one. The oh. official wine of poverty. Oh, I really hope. <laughs> it's 
right up there. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, hey, it if is. Yellowtail yeah, wants no. to sponsor us, feel free to send a couple <laughs> bottles. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll find something nice to say. Um, we could use it in our cooking here. We'll do a cooking segment with Yellowtail, and then, uh, but then, uh, but then um, at the end, uh, th- he's trying to be convinced that he's going to make a great crocodile Dundee, and then they have a quick, like one second shot of Paul Hogan sitting at another table, shaking his head, saying no, you know, and he looks great, and Paul Hogan's still wearing the same outfit, but online. Russell Crowe and Isla Fisher are also uh, in that oh. Really nice. That looks better than 80% of the movies put out by Hollywood. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yes. Do no. you disagree? No, I agree. And especially, I think... Uh, looks Russell, more fun. I thought Russell Crowe was supposed to be sort of a young Rupert Murdoch because he like owns... He goes, I own Australia and this whole thing. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was great. Totally like into that. it. Okay. Good. Other commercial thoughts? Anybody? No. No. We're good. No. Sonny, uh, how was your week, weekend, otherwise? Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something happened uh, with your. Did you enjoy uh, watching excellence on the football oh. field, Sonny? Yeah. Ugh. It was fine. I mean, I like. I didn't actually. I didn't want either team to win or lose. I thought so. you appreciated excellence. I mean, I am a big fan of uh, the Patriots because they make everybody else so angry. So that's the only reason. I was like the, kind of cheering. I'm for sorry. The, you think the Eagles don't make the rest of the world angry? No, not co- not compared <laughs> to the Patriots. <laughs> not compared, to, not the compared Patriots. to the Patriots. Everyone. I mean, like the the idea that uh, so many people were suckered into cheering for this garbage city of horse poop eaters. <laughs> that I I just like I'm like this is this is the problem with cheering for underdogs is that underdogs are trash. There's a reason that underdogs are underdogs. It's because they're not good at things. And cheering for people who are not good at things is immoral. I think it's actually immoral. And we should celebrate excellence. Do you remember? Did you see the cover of uh, the Daily News the day after the Super Bowl? And it was about something about the hated Eagles, but they defeated the evil Pats. Yeah, you I know, mean that's I mean that that is kind of where the we New York are. Post I, I don't headline. Really. Eagles fan stoops to new low, comma, even for Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right. It's accurate. That's good. That's good. So anyway, I, I, I was fine. It All was right. fine. All right, good. Um, you know what I've started to read? To Read? Yes, because I don't. And Question. if I don't do Question. This, yes, Sonny? You own a book? <laughs> One of the things is if I don't read it to the kids, right, or to my son, then I'm not going to read it. Right, because on my own, it's very hard for me to just get through these things, unless I'm getting paid. Book, books. Thank you. Unless I'm getting paid to Wait, review when you it. Say, when you say these things, do you just mean books? The things with like letters and words on them. Uh, yes, thank you, Sonny. Uh, mm, uh, is showing a video. Sorry. Of, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, rioting in Philly and a uh, this traffic new post headline post fires mayhem insane trust fall trust falls in Philly after Super Bowl win. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to continue. Wait to the parade. Um, <clears throat> we have started to read, I have started to read The Hobbit. Oh. I am, I was not a Tolkien person. I used to make fun of those people. It was not. You're not a what person? A Tolkien. Tolkien? Tol- you're not a I Tolkien? A Tolkien. That's okay. how it's spelled. That's hmm. how I'm saying okay. it. And I wasn't one of, you know, that, per- we'd make fun of them, but, you know, I thought, okay, you know what, my son's into it, and- you know, your son is into the, the Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings movie. After, yes, so he started reading. He loves it, and I love it. As it turns out, what I'm surprised by The Hobbit is how readable it is. Mm. And it was, I guess, initially just going to be a very yeah, simple a children's, children's story. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't gotten to the Silmarillion le- yet. You know what I mean? I imagine it gets more and more in the weeds. Never, never do that. No. Okay. Just good. Stay away. Good. So stay I bought. Away from all that. I bought the Ballantine uh, book package. It comes with the the four books. <sighs> So it starts with The Hobbit, and then we have the three other. It's all nicely in a is big it, box. Yeah, is and it? Then are, they, are the covers like black? Mm-hmm. 
I definitely, I almost certainly have that yeah, set. Yeah, that's it. Oh no, there's another one, and I should have gotten that maybe, one. I think uh, it's maybe, bigger, yeah. and it looks. Yeah, that's the other one. I think that I think that's random mouse. I can't remember, but in any event, I tried to make sure I got the one that was like the original one. You know, so uh, like there wasn't any sort of you know like. Well, there hasn't. Thing. It's not I like not. it's not like the know. Star Wars mm-hmm. movies. There haven't been you know additions and what's, subtractions. What's weird is uh, they made some fixes. Apparently, what's weird is the Hobbit was nineteen. I think nineteen thirty-seven, and then. And then the last book, uh, Return of the King, was like 56 or 57, I think. And, but yet it doesn't catch on until almost, at, like the fantasy as a genre is kind of a weird thing. But uh, in any event. Um, but it's great. It's a great adventure. You're going through We're, mountains. Are we going valleys. somewhere with this? Yes, we are. Mountains, okay. rivers, valleys, streams, snow. But the only place that you don't see topography-wise in Lord of the Rings is jungles. Speaking of jungles, over the weekend, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle, was back at the top you of the box office. You did it. Box office. You I did your ninth it. consecutive Jumanji transition. Is that that is, is that astonishing. <laughs> That's like the Lou Gehrig it's, record it of is, transitions. Well, that's amazing because this well movie- Well played, sir. Thank you, JVL. Thank you. This movie is not dying. It's just continuing on. It's back at the top of the box office. I was going to say probably for the last time. To be fair, this is one of the worst box office it is. weekends it is. of the year. Top means 11 million. Yeah. Uh, but it is now more than 352 domestic. That is more than Justice League, I assume. What about by, Star Wars? By a lot. Well, no. It's mm. like- I mean, Star Wars the last, exploded. The Last the Jedi game. made six six hundred uh, has made six hundred and twelve million, and then dropped. Whereas, if you look at a chart, I guess of Jumanji, it has again the, the, it only declined by okay twenty percent, something like that. Okay, followed by Maze Runner, which had a steep decline. Winchester, which is about what, Sonny? Did you see Winchester? I did not. Winchester opened cold. Uh, oh. So here's what Winchester is about, as far as I can tell from the trailer which I saw several times in movies recently. Uh, It is about a house, a real house. This is like a real house that exists that was built by an heiress to the Winchester fortune Oh, that is like kind of like insanely built, and it just like it's like rooms on top of rooms, like mm-hmm. kind of built out mm-hmm. like in an a, in an inorganic, like random haphazard sort of way. And the plot of the movie is that the rooms were all built to house the ghosts of the people who were killed by Winchester rifles. That is my understanding. Again, I don't know. Not, I don't actually have any idea if this is the actual plot of the film. This is just what I've been led to believe by the trailers. <laughs> okay. Uh, followed by The Greatest Showman. Still lingering. The Greatest Showman. You could not pay me to watch that movie. <laughs> and in fifth place with $5.5 million, Hostels, a Western starring Christian Bale and Rosamund Pike. JVL, you did not see Hostels. No. Sonny, you saw it. I did see it. And I saw it too. Did you see what? it? What? So anyone I guess, else does that mean three it? of us saw it? <gasps> what? Oh, come on in, Gene. Hey, Great sound of Vic, get the get the F out of that seat. Get out. All right, sit down, Gene. Come on. Move over, Vic. <clears throat> a group of guys backpacking through Europe are lured to a spa in the east. But this spa is no pleasure palace, a point they really drill into the first victim. Gene. Let's just say they really cut to the chase. Don't get me wrong, the spa is definitely into skincare, as in how do we care for your skin in order to wear it as a coat? I can't even make a joke about what happened to the poor Japanese girl. 
Konichiwa? More like Konichi, what happened to her eyeball? It's dangling all over her face. Oh, no. Hostel is one of the worst films I've ever seen. My advice to you, don't see this movie. It is torture. Zero stars. JBL, I think I think Gene saw Hostel, the Eli Roth movie, not Hostiles, oh. the Scott Cooper Gene, movie. Well, I, um, Gene, Gene, Gene. Really? I suspected that, so I saw the other movie called Hostel 2. <laughs> Women being tortured. One lady sits in a bathtub torturing a victim above her. Talk about a bloodbath. Zero stars. No, no, Gene, Gene. Gene Hostel where? 3, straight Hostel. to video. They take a gamble in Las Vegas and lose. How many stars does that one get? Zero stars. Oh. I need a vacation and not to Slovakia. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. That's, boy, I, well, you know. For a man of his age, those movies are... I mean, hard on the heart. Horrible. Pretty I intense. Can't believe I'm, that. I'm, that is that is terrible. Yeah. Poor guy. That is, that is I'm, I'm just happy he made it out alive. <laughs> yes. So, Sonny, you, so you, far, you 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 <laughs> you uh, you you have a real. You wrote a real real review. <laughs> I did. For I did the write a free read. beacon. Freebeacon.com. Your thoughts? Uh, I like hostiles. I don't love it. I I think it's it is a kind of well done. It it's a it's a very it's a movie that is in a very weird genre, which is that it's almost like a throwback to the new wave of uh western films that starts basically with Unforgiven. Unforgiven is like kind of the postmodern deconstruction of the western myth, blah blah blah. And it's great and it's it's wonderful and like Hostiles is kind of in that vein where you have the the men who are uh, who feel bad about the violence that they have wreaked across the the West? It is about. It opens. The film opens with a very kind of brutal sequence of the murder of a uh, family of settlers by a, a group of Indians and a Comanche. People who are stealing the Comanche, stealing the land of the natives. Well, the Comanche, you know, they aren't really people they, of the mm-hmm, land. There, you know, even the Apaches yeah. say that, right? So, but it's it is uh, it is a movie that is very much about. Uh, so after this, after this kind of very violent open, uh, Christian Bale plays a, a army captain who has to take a uh, war chief, yellow yellow tail. What's his? Name? I can't remember. I, Hawk, Yellow Hawk. Thank yes. you. Uh, 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 he has to take Yellow Hawk home to his uh, ancestral lands in Wyoming. Uh, Montana. Montana, Montana. Thank you. I just saw it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I saw this like three <laughs> weeks ago. So I'm we're we're it does I'm, I'm playing a little bit bit of catch up here. Uh, but the but the anyway, he's got to take uh, he's got to take the war chief home, and in in the course of doing this, they go up against a number of different hostiles. You have the Comanche who uh, again attack the 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 people going. Then you've got the um, kind of criminal army guy who you know the ben foster ben, ben foster apparently who's ben like a foster. real hardcore method type actor from yeah what he's I've very read. he's very intense uh and then once they get to the the kind of end point the oh, ranchers, don't forget the fur trappers oh the fur trappers oh. i forgot about the fur trappers uh they're fur fur trappers slash rapists yes uh <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's it's a movie about it's fitting the, it's, job it, description. It is it is a movie. Oh, it is a movie about the uh, the here. way in which the West was a lawless society, mm-hmm. and the only way you could secure your rights was through violence. That is like yeah. the overarching theme of this film, as far as I could take it. Uh, and and I you know look, it's it is it's an intense movie. It is it is a very real and true movie in a certain way. Um, uh, but it is not for everyone, and I I am vaguely surprised that it is a big 
or modestly big budget uh, feature that is getting a wide release for Very wide. a for a lot of audiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, visually. I thought it looked spectacular, and uh, I thought performances across the board were great. And everyone, even what they were wearing, they looked great. Speaking of looking great, everyone wants to look great as their date at a wedding or special event. Trouble is, there's no way you want to spend the amount of time or money she did shopping for her outfit. TheBlackTux.com is your answer with high-quality rental suits and tuxedos delivered to your doorstep. The Black Tux is the easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online. The Black Tux lets you create your look or choose from tons of stylist-selected outfits. Suits usually retail for $1,200, but at the Black Tux, they start at just $95. Expert customer care has your back every step of the way, completely done online. With the Black Tux free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a free replacement right away. When your event's over, just drop your rental back in the mail. Shipping is free both ways. I wore a blacktux.com Wrigley suit on Friday. It was 100% merino wool. I thought it uh, fit uh, really well, even the shoes. And, uh, you know, the whole outfit, it did not feel like those obviously used um, suits for your junior prom uh, event, the, the tux that you spilled spiked punch on your, in your friend's basement. It smells good. It smells, uh, it sm- it smells fresh. Um, and the best of all, free quality socks. You get socks out of this. So... Uh, you get to keep the socks. You get to keep the, keep socks. the socks. I certainly it's hope like a twelve dollar so. value right there. I wore, I wore, I wore. It was a starch white button down shirt and a gray suit. I tell you, I look like Tom Cruise in Collateral. If I just dyed my hair blonde, people. Oh my gosh, that's Asian Tom Cruise from Collateral. Literally, what I said when I saw Vic come into the office on Friday, I was like, Oh my god, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Is right here. It's what did from Kate collateral. think when she saw you? Oh, Kate please. must have been. Love that. Also, Neil from Heat. Neil McCauley from Heat. Same outfit. You so, know what? Uh, yes. To get twenty dollars off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com/substandard. That's theblacktux.com/substandard for twenty dollars off your purchase. The Black Tux Premium Rental Suits and Tuxedos delivered. Yes. Nicely done. You're such Thank a pro. You. Oh. Can I can I ask a couple questions about hostiles? Yes, and yes. I have. Or did you guys want to? No, no, oh, no, no. I want to hear your thoughts first. Vic, your thoughts. Okay. Um, all right. I wrote them down because I'm not a, a pro reviewer like Sonny. I don't do this yeah, for that, a living. That last segment was so good. <laughs> I really crushed okay, it. You did. Um, I, th- I thought it had a powerful start. I said, okay, we're off. This is going to be a good movie. This is really. It starts off very strong, very powerful. Um, I, I actually heard uh, sniffles in the audience. Because you like act. gore, and so it oh, starts no. off with the slaughter of the rancher's family, and you're like, yeah. yeah. No, the, the emotional. No, the emotional. Oh, not from the sense of the Comanche, no. And Rosamund Pike is very great, and she's powerful. Thank you for your heavy breathing. I actually caught, I'm not even a Westerns um, genre expert at all, but I did catch, the. there was an opening scene that I thought was a direct reference to the searchers, and the opening shot and the closing shot, in which, in fact, in the searchers, that closing shot was itself a homage to Harry Carey Sr. So I think I said, okay, this is really going to be great. And then I just felt it dragged on. I just thought, you know, I feel like it exhausted the emotions of the audience. Okay, it's a tearjerker. And then, okay, how many more times are we supposed to be crying here? And everybody else in the uh, the actors are crying. Everybody's crying. And uh, uh, particularly there's a scene in the infirmary 
and Christian Bale is talking to his right hand corporal, um, mm-hmm. bidding him farewell, and then he wells mm-hmm. up with tears. I get it. At the same time, I don't know. I mean, Christian Bale's a great actor, so when he cries, it's good. But I just don't. I don't know what the backstory is, and he's leaving that. And then it just. I thought there were too many plot points. I would have focused on maybe one or two themes. I would have cut it by fifteen minutes. A little bit long. A little yep. bit long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Two stars. <laughs> if he saw it. If he saw it. Now, JVL questions. The first question is, why do they have to bring Yellowtail across the country? Yellow yellow Hawk. Yellow what, whatever. Hawk. Like, why? What is the... Because he needs to, to pull be, one last job he because he's to too be, old for this He needs ass? to be buried in his... Well, there's actually a very funny kind of moment at the beginning of the film where the liberal mainstream media oh. of 1890s... Oh. Yes. Harper's. Is, Harper's Weekly is like... They're, so, like, the, the way that this is set up is uh, Christian Bale's uh, boss, the colonel who's played by... Um, what's his know, name? I from uh, from Avatar... Know. Stephen yes. Lang. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Lang is playing like the colonel, and he says, uh, "You know, I know how much you hate the Indians, and you've killed so many of them. But you're the only person who knows the lay of the land. You're the only person who can get this chief, who's played by West Studi, who's great, the great um, West back to back to his, you know, his his burial. Mm-hmm. He's side. dying of cancer. He's dying of cancer, and uh, the the only reason they're doing this is because the lamestream media." Has like whipped up an angry mob about like not letting this this heroic war chief slash killer of Americans be buried in his ancestral homeland. So this it's, this movie is not saving Private Ryan; it's burying Chief Yellow Feather. It's kind of like the searchers like meet dances with wolves. We're just going to go in the opposite direction. We've got to take this guy. We're not sure we believe in the mission, but we're going to go through hell to get him to this other place. By order of by order of President ha- by order of yeah. President Harrison, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes, and it's become this um, publicity stunt where not a publicity, but you know, pu- good public relations no, image publicity thing. Stunt. publicity stunt because of the because of the left wing media. Yes, has has a journalist. Ever not been a sniveling journalist in a Western? Because I'm thinking about Unforgiven. Remember no, Unforgiven? Unforgiven, yeah. Question. This guy was awful. Yes. Question. JVL. The setup to this movie reminds me a little bit of The Last Samurai, which involves another colonel of that era who has an encounter with the other. Who would win in a fight? The Comanche or the Samurai? Ooh. Samurai. Samurai. Well, it depends. Are uh, are we talking about well, if the Comanche have rifles? They have rifles. The Comanche have rifles. I think that that could be. That's so. The did Comanche. the Japanese army in right. the last I, that's samurai? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. in the very I end, yeah. they, didn't they have the Gatling? Yeah. yeah. So I would you say still probably take the Comanche. I would say probably Comanche versus okay. the Samurai. If the ratio was one to one, like literally yeah. the same number. If you have five five Comanche versus five Samurai. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking two armies. So like two armies, oh. the Samurai. Yeah, as Tom Cruise says in The Last Samurai, these people have been practicing war for 2,000 years. They've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, but they don't have rifles. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? Uh, I, I, I don't know. This is why I asked the question. Mm-hmm. Did you, do, you, do you guys ever read the great Reddit thing about the, the uh, Marines versus Roman legions? No. Oh, I, yeah. There, there Once was upon a, a time. Yeah, so this guy, said, you know, there was a Reddit thread where you know people just shoot around BS and ones are like so who would you pick in a fight a battalion of marines versus uh, a praetorian of the roman legionnaire and this guy actually wrote what essentially is a scriptment 
about what would happen. So literally all of a sudden a wormhole opens up mm-hmm. over Camp mm-hmm. Pendleton or something mm-hmm. and a single Marine battalion is dropped mm-hmm. just outside the hills mm-hmm. of Rome and what happens in that encounter. It's fascinating and what he seems to suggest is that in the initial battle, the Marines would have a huge advantage, but over time being in a foreign land and just overwhelmed by sheer numbers and by men who are hard, who have never known air conditioning, who don't have padded seats in their chairs, mm-hmm. uh, that they would be crushed by the Romans. Well, yes. I mean, eventually, once you throw wave of wave of... And you run out of bullets. air If it's a, hand-to-hand combat. Right. Yeah. I imagine yeah. the Romans. What about the Romans versus, I don't know, the, the German hordes? <laughs> Under Odovacher. Okay. Uh, Westerns, you know what was interesting? I thought to myself, let me um, uh, bone up on Westerns and watch some on either Netflix or Amazon. That Did you bone up using very... your Cox Giga Blast? Speaking of boning up... <laughs> Come on, uh, yes, guys. very good, very good. Cox Giga Blast. They're getting, they're getting, they're getting lots of you know, free plugs, shall we say? <laughs> uh, okay, um, uh, but but so I said, look under the you know, so go to Netflix and get into the, go into you can go under categories. genre genre yeah. western is not a genre, really? Yes, hmm. and you can go under drama action per se. And it's just like there's almost nothing there. But we've talked about this before, how it's mostly. And then I went to Amazon, and they did have westerns, and I'd say 99% of it was garbage. Yeah. Even from like the olden days, like bad John Wayne, not good John Wayne movies. And I'm like, this is where we're at. But it is a weird thing, as I was talking to Sonny on the way here, about westerns. I, I, I get the sense that that's just an older generational thing that I don't know if young people today have the same love for westerns, right? No. JBL. I mean, I think they obviously don't. Right. JBL. Yeah, I think that's mm. that's true. But mm-hmm. that said, it's still a genre which has devotees and has yeah. things to say within it. I am I is that actually true anymore or is the genre kind of exhausted? I mean, is there any where where do so we where do we where do we go from here because we've had the kind of straightforward western, you know, with the hero and the girl. Serenity and, is a western. And but well, so these are this is this is another thing we can discuss in a moment, but like the idea of the western itself is very played out. It feels like I mean it. it, it again, Unforgiven came out in 1992, mm. um, and that was kind of the end of what you can do with the the western. The modern western is just like things were bad. Things Not were bad true. all over. Deadwood is western. Deadwood is definitely People a western, but Deadwood is Deadwood, Deadwood is great. Deadwood is Deadwood is amazing. Deadwood is Shakespearean. But it is still very much in that kind of unforgiven mode. But, but of, you know what? You know what came out in 1995? The Quick and the Dead with Sharon Stone. Quick and the Dead is great. I JVL. So I remember I have a whole thing to love. talk about. That's what yes. I wanted to talk okay. about. Okay, I was going to say I remember from back in the day. You were a big devotee of the Quick and the Dead. Huge fan. Go for it. The Quick and the Dead is the blood sport of Westerns. Blood sport is an evolutionary concept because what the movies presuppose is, okay, so what do people like about action movies? They like fights. So I, wonder, I don't know. What if we did a whole tournament of fights and that's the movie? What do people love about Westerns? Gunfights. So what if we did a Western that's nothing but a tournament of gunfights? Yeah! And you stock it with great actors, and you have it directed by Sam Raimi. With a legitimately Sam great Raimi. cast. Yeah. Legitimately, legitimately great, great Russell cast. Crow. Russell Crowe. Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio, Lance Henriksen, Gary Sinise. Uh, and you do all of this with highly stylized Sam Raimi, who's doing his first really major mainstream movie, unless you count Darkman. Uh, and it's Sign Me Up. Everything about that movie is great. It is so highly watchable. 
uh, and you can drop because it's so episodic. You can drop into that movie oh, yeah. for 15 minutes at a time yep, if you don't want to watch the whole thing. It, it, God, I love that movie. Totally underappreciated. Yeah, great. Yeah, a 100% great movie. So this is one of the... I was I, I was kind of compiling a list of westerns since Unforgiven, and this is the movie that jumps out to me as the best exercise uh, of western as a like not quite western genre it's it's some other genre i don't know what genre the fight movie i guess it's like a fight the, movie yeah. it's um, it's blood sport and it, or lionheart and it is it is perfect it is perfect uh i mean i other i like the 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 shanghai noon the best classic western as an idea that has been that has come out since unforgiven is probably open range oh and that hmm. movie came out almost 15 not years ago to yuma Oh, no, the remake. Three Ten to Yuma is a remake, Yuma. and there's been a whole yeah. bunch of like Western remakes, yeah. like Three Ten to Yuma, Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, Seven, and that's another know. Christian Bale um, as a cow, as a Western in a Western. Interesting, but yeah. So like the the I I don't know. I am I I have I I, I just feel like the Western as a genre is spent, and there's a reason no Westerns make money. I mean, like the the highest grossing Western is Dances with Wolves. That's not aren't that's they? not adjusted for inflation. That's just like the mo- right. the the western that has grossed the most money is Dances with Wolves, and that's one hundred eighty seven million mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very random, just a very random factoid that I wanted to share. What is the highest grossing Coen Brothers movie? You can probably guess since we're discussing westerns. It's True Grit. Oh, oh. True Grit is oh, the yeah. highest grossing Coen Brothers movie by an enormous margin. Really it is made. Me. It is made almost twice as much money as like, the next closest, like No Country or whatever. right. Yeah. Wow. So and but so here, the the idea then is like what movies have kind of adopted the norms of the Western or the ideas of the Western, but aren't actually Westerns. No Country for Old Men, and There Will Be Blood. I would say are like two very good examples of that. But the opposite. I mean, No Country for Old Men is a Western, just not set as a Western. Right. Well, that's my point. Though. Oh, okay. It's like, okay. It's, like a, it's like it has the ideas yes. of a Western, Got but you. it's not. It's a Western it's under a, the hood with right. something different. Serenity, I would throw on Serenity. This. You know, Serenity is a, it's not a sci-fi movie. It's a, a Western, just it's set in space. How yeah. about Westworld? Yeah. kind. Of, I mean, but it's kind of, it's almost, it's actually kind of the opposite of that because it's like set in a Western, but it's not a Western. It's really a sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. movie huh. or show. Mm-hmm. Okay, really, the show is better than the movie. Yeah. So what? What else do you have on your list? I don't know. I mean, I'm. I was just. I was oh, spitballing. I was spitballing. spitballing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Do you? I love Wes Studi though. Wes Studi is great. Sort of. He's already on his way. I don't want to say on his way out, but you know, he's old, and and so he's play, But he played the role well. He's on his way out now. Oh, so. <laughs> Because I'm Thanks, talking Vic. about him. Last of the Mohicans. Is Last of the Mohicans a Western? That's really a revolutionary war. Yeah, it's movie. upstate New York, too. Um, I was going to say, I actually made a mini ranking of West Duty. Do it. Okay, I did not see Geronimo, but I'm going to assume he was great in that. I'll put him at four. Number three, <laughs> Dances with Wolves, Toughest Pawnee. He kills not Oliver Platt, but a guy who reminds me of Oliver Platt, and he's sitting alone making his stew, and he slowly shoots like five or six arrows in the poor guy. And then he scalps him. Awful. And then he meets his end, I think, in the river. Okay. Number two, Heat Casals, right? He was part of Vincent's crack team along with the great Ted Levine. Remember He's that? in Heat? West oh, Studi. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing, obviously, uh, uh, you know, a Hispanic cop, but he is- uh, Yes, he's Hispanic. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's great. He's got the short hair. He's a is good he guy. Is to play Hispanic? Is that some sort of face? I No. Moving right Guys, along. just moving, keep going. Moving right along. And number one, Last of the Mohicans as Magua. He has the line, 
Gray hair, before you die, know that I will put under the knife your children, so I will wipe your seed from the earth forever. And then he takes out his heart. I thought, you know what? That'd make a great book, too. Okay. <laughs> Jamie Hell, any other thoughts <laughs> on anything before we move on? My, my, another one of my favorite westerns? Please. Maverick. Oh! Good. I love and the fun. crap out and of that fun. movie. And it's, like, and it's fun. And ma- so it is a yeah. gambling movie and a heist movie, but it's really a western, and it's a it, it's and a great cast, great. a great cast, Fantastic. James Garner, um, Alfred Molina. Oh, is, Young, oh that's right, he's fat. Yes, Alfred yes, Molina, yes, yes, as as a villain, <laughs> and of course, Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster. Yeah, uh, Hell or High Water, oh. a western that is not really a western. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to watch that. That you had to pay for it. That was yeah. not you, want, you don't really? want to do that. Okay, well, you don't want to have to pay for anything. Wait, so all I the good stuff you way. have to pay for that probably says something about the internet. Um, I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. Okay. Spirit of the week. Uh, Sonny, you brought this. Yeah, we. Oh, we, well, it's an oldie. It's, it's not, an oldie. It's actually, we, yeah, this was this was a gift from the expanded universe, if you remember, the mm-hmm. old Forester statesman. Thank you. And I wanted friends. to. I just wanted to break it out again because the good folks at Old Forester. Uh, uh, tweeted at me. Yes, and I was like, I was like, hey, I like being appreciated by brands. So. And old Forrester, we love the statesman, but we're running low. Mm, Send I mean, help. Could always use more. Okay. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, old Forrester statesman, love it. Plus, it's so this is a western themed episode. Western themed. There you go. Um, corrections, additions. I have two things. Okay. okay one, uh, this was corrected earlier. Thank you to substandard listener Alec M. Dent for pointing out that contrary to my co-host claims, Roger Federer is four games up on Rafael Nadal 22-16, as I had mentioned on the show. And ready for this? Sonny doesn't see this one coming. Speaking of tennis, Sonny, your mother tells us on Facebook that you once met John McEnroe. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I was like two. I mean, it was like I remember was, a little did bit. Did you spit up something? on him? No, I, I it was or three or something. The spit was, up flew up. It Sorry. was uh, it was a some like signing at a mall or something, and there's a poster somewhere in my in my parents' basement that's like you know from John McEnroe to Sonny. You oh, so they had it signed to you, tennis player? Were you not? Yeah. Hmm. Were you JVL? I was a very very bad high school. Tennis so player. was I, but I was on a team. But that was you know Catholic I was, I was all district. <laughs> really. You was pretty good, man. I was, fir- I was still first fine? doubles. No, my shoulder. Uh, I'll tell this story someday. Please, but oh, I, what? my shoulders all got got. Oh, I remember up this in, story. I in, you know I in forgot. College. Yeah, so. I was briefly third singles. I couldn't handle the pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I'd, I'd rather blame the loss on a partner. Yeah, so yeah more more fun playing with a partner at that level. Like if, no, seriously, all sorts of antics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but on totally our side, fun. on our side of the shore, J- JVL, the big school was um, CBA. Christian Brothers Academy. You yeah. can't beat no, those no, guys. You can't go anything. On your side, it was well. It was Moosetown. <laughs> your school. Yeah, my so school. No wonder was, you went on the. T- Jeez, I could. No, I was on the. I was. I was on the team for one year. The my water senior year, I was like twenty seventh doubles or something like that. And we had. I mean, my my school was insane. We had a guy who our number one singles won the state singles tournament four years in a row. Was the first guy ever to do it. Mm-hmm. And he made it as Mike Sell. Yes, made yes, it as yes. high as one twenty three in the world. Which is insane. Yeah, I mean, you don't understand right. how good you right. have to be to, to be, be nearly top top hundred. Mm. And is now mm. the coach mm. of the women's team at LSU. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So he's still doing what he loves. Totally. And he's such Ooh, a no. great, <laughs> an unbelievably great guy. If I could say this about Mike Sell. So th- this was eye opening to me. I had always assumed that ten- great tennis players were just the the kids who started youngest and took the most lessons. 
Mike was one of the most pure athletes I've ever seen. You could throw a, a basketball, he'd just shoot three-pointers. Mm. Uh, he would come out and run with the cross-country team, and he was the fastest guy on the cross-country squad. He could do anything. If he had played football, he would have been an all-county halfback. But he just happened to play tennis, and he was amazing. It is int- but, you he know, was just a jock who played tennis. Certain athletes, I mean, as you know, I mean, I just saw that little uh, you know profile of Nick Foles uh, on the, before the Super Bowl about how he was a big basketball star. Yep. yep. Insane. Okay. Mike Snell. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all the time we're giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorino Mattis at Sunny Bunch. At JB Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Fox. Anything? Outtakes? I got no. I got nothing. Do you have any more happy thoughts, JV? Before you revert back to sadness? I feel so emotionally spent. Mm-hmm. From that game, I can't even and the, the interceding four days, and that too. Mm-hmm. I it just I just feel drained by it and uh, emotionally, physically exhausted. I don't know how Patriots fans have done this for the last fifteen right. years or whatever I, do it is. You, do you think? I wonder if they feel like okay, it's okay. You know what? You know we've lost before and we've won. You know, well, our this, share. Was, this was this was this was no. I just the mean getting thing. through like championship games. Like as know. somebody who has never suffered I, no, through, I, I, champ- I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I suffered through championship game yeah. one every two, once every decade and a half right. or something. Right. It's really this was a no. the the funniest reaction was uh, Tom Brady's wife Giselle <laughs> saying like well it's we need to let other people win some oh she's so good to the kids she's so I, can I say something mm-hmm. about Giselle please I would make a case for her as top five sports wives ever oh sure because the tirade in 2012 after the game great Tommy cannot he cannot do everything he cannot <laughs> throw the ball and catch the ball and she wasn't wrong <laughs> she was standing up there yeah. Wes Welker dropped like yeah. seven mm-hmm. passes in that game wow. and it was his fault and as we saw this weekend he also can't catch the ball <laughs> Tom Brady Tom, he can't catch the ball and then this reaction her sort of on the surface, it's gracious, but she's going, you know, oh, look, you know, you know, it's nice. We Congratulations to the Eagles. And then, you know, because and she says to her kids, they've never actually won anything. And we we have five of them. And so we have to <laughs> we have to learn to share because sharing is caring. She literally said, because sharing is caring. <laughs> that is Fantastic. such an epic troll. I just think it's awesome. And I'm pro Giselle and still pro Pats. And I think the Eagles could repeat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, really quickly, uh, I, w- I was thinking about to go back to the Eagles, uh, the horse poop incident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, I'd like to end on that note. Um, I've never been in a situation where, either <laughs> as the subject or as somebody standing around somebody encouraging somebody to eat that, but it reminded me of the one time we did try to peer pressure a guy in Germany uh, to eat an ashtray. Like the contents of the ashtray, which contained this back in '93, so there's a lot of cigarette. People smoked a lot, and there were lots of ashes and asbestos. spilled beer and spit. I mean, the and, filters of yes, are made and of filters asbestos. and fiberglass, right? You and could all sorts kill of somebody. things. Yes, you, and we got. Did you this participate kid, in the pressuring? I don't remember. I, I just remember <laughs> yelling, and we called this kid. 
uh, we we all had nicknames, and his nickname was Rauco, which was smoking because <laughs> Rauco means to smoke. I'm not using his real name, God forbid. And we just said, "Come on, Rauco, you could do it. Do it, Rauco, Rauco." We started yelling it, and somehow convinced him to start to ingest the ashtray contents. And then he started tearing up, and I don't know who was laughing. Maybe it was me. I'm sure it wasn't me laughing and getting him to do this. And then he ran to the bathroom and threw it all up. So thank God. What was your nickname? Coach, because I was like the old guy, and it was like a reference to cheers. I'm sure it's fine.